Hey everyone, welcome back to Unlock Meaning, where we explore the strategies and tools to live a life of meaning and significance in every season of your life. I'm your host, David Brolman, and I dream that you can live a life filled with purpose and passion. Thank you for tuning in to become happier, more fulfilled, and more passionate. Each week, I'm revealing tips, strategies, and mindsets that enable me to live a life of purpose and significance as a Christ follower, scientist, and executive biotech leader, and humanitarian. I'm also having conversations with people from all around the world who stopped playing it safe and instead shoot for something bigger that will make this world a better place so that you can gain new perspectives on living life with meaning and purpose. You can also find us on MyMeaningInLife.com Let's get started. You're about to learn why your thoughts are so insanely powerful and how you can use this power to change your life for the better. Hey, my name is David and welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the power of your thoughts. I want to talk to you about the power of your thoughts and how insanely powerful they really are. Most people don't even realize how much their thoughts dictate their lives. But once you understand how to use them correctly, you can change anything about yourself that you don't like. So stay tuned and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Have you ever believed you're not smart enough? Or have you ever felt you're not good enough? Do you fear that others reject you? What happened when you thought I couldn't do a certain thing? Or what is your number one negative thought that holds you down? Do you want to change the thought? You know, your thoughts are powerful. Napoleon Hill once said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Your thoughts are so insanely powerful. Let's discover why that is and how you and I can entertain excellent thoughts. Your thoughts define you. And René Descartes said it like this, cognito ergo sum, which means I think, therefore I am. Let's look at a Bible story I really love. It's the life of Joshua. It was a great leader who led the Israelites into the promised land after Moses. And the nature of his thoughts defined who he was. When he was young, Moses sent 12 young men, including Joshua, to explore the promised land. And when they came back, 10 of the 12 spies made a bad report to the people of Israel. They, they said, it's crazy, don't go there, there are giants there. But Joshua rose to speak to the rebellious people and said, hey, the land which we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Like his friend Caleb, Joshua was brave. He did not fear the strong armies, the fortified cities, nor the giants living in the land. But 40 years later, we find a different Joshua. Thoughts of fear have set in as the new leader of the people of Israel, he seems afraid of his great responsibility to conquer the promised land. So did his gaze constantly, gradually turn away from God's promise? 
and he forgot actually that God was in control and that God was in invade or was capable to give him a victory. God had to encourage Joshua. Not once, not twice, actually three times. He told him to strengthen himself and take courage. And then he continued asking him to do something surprising. This is what we read in the book of Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. In other words, meditate day and night on God's promises and remember what God has done. So to meditate means that you engage in contemplation or reflection. God showed Joshua that it was essential to control his thoughts, to control his mind. And before Joshua could win the military battle, he had to win the fight right here in his mind. He had to focus on the greatness of God and not look at the giants and the fortified cities. God knew that Joshua could not fulfill his mission out of fear. And now here's the thing. Whether we engage in positive or toxic thinking changes the outcome radically. Because the 12 spies had seen the same thing. They saw a country where, where milk and honey flow. I can imagine that, like milk and honey in abundance. That's crazy. And yet, their thoughts could not have been more divergent. Ten focused on the dominant inhabitants, the fortified cities, the vast cities, and the giants, thinking they would lose the battle. But two, Caleb and Joshua, thought that the land wasn't outstanding and even excellent, and that in his favor, the Lord would lead them there and give it to them. See, the exact same thing, but you can actually choose how to look at it in a good way or in a bad way. The first thought their enemies were strong and Caleb and Joshua were convinced, however, that they would be victorious knowing God was with them. Our thoughts influence us more than we think. The Bible speaks about it many times. For instance, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon insists that a person's beliefs determine his being. He said, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. This means that you are what you think. And what we think, we become so you choose to believe you are a victor because you are the mastery of your destiny and you can influence, direct, and control your own environment. You can make your life what you want it to be. This is what Napoleon Hill said. Since the nature of our thoughts builds us up or leads us in the wrong direction, it is not surprising that the devil tries to focus our attention on what discourages us, what demeans us, and what ultimately separates us from God. Our enemy makes us believe that we must remain victims, whereas in Christ we are overcomers. So stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. This is what Peter said. You are not a victim, you are a victor. 
The devil does everything in his power to make us have toxic thoughts that cause us to complain and become depressed. What do you see when you look at a glass that's half full? Is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? This tells a lot about your tendency and the devil tries to draw your attention to what's missing and what's lacking. Actually, the glass is only half full. Hey, but I paid so much for this glass of water. Hey, what's going on? Instead of saying, oh, thank you. I have water to drink. He wants us to see it's half empty. But don't despair because we are not victims of our thoughts. You can choose to see the glass half full and this all the time. And this is what we read in the Bible. We can take or we take every thought captive to obey Christ. There is a war going on around our minds and the stakes are high. But nevertheless, we can take all our thoughts captive in Christ. Therefore, you must control your thoughts. You are the master of your mind. The mind is not your master. You can choose to engage in uplifting thoughts. So use your thoughts to transform you. And Paul said the following, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And this is the amazing thing. And let's look at the scientific side for a moment because, well, I'm a scientist and I love these things. And here's the thing. Neuroscience confirms what we have known instinctively all along. What you think becomes a physical reality in our brain and body that affects your optimal mental and physical health. Yes, that's true. And a few decades ago, the scientists believed actually that the brain was fixed and a rigid machine. They thought that brain damage was hopeless and incurable, whether it was due to a stroke or cardiovascular disease or a traumatic brain injury. Learning disabilities or post-traumatic stress disorder or anything else, or even due to aging. But for the most part, scientists considered them irreversible. But today, science confirms that we can renew our minds. And recent studies show that our brain is what you call neuroplastic. And this is even the case at an advanced age. You can still learn a new language when you're 70 or 80 years old. It's still possible. And let's look at this fascinating organ called the brain for a moment. It's about the size of two fists, so it's not so big. It's about this size, right? And in our brain, we have billions of nerve cells called neurons connected with one another. It's a massive network of cables firing electric currents back and forth. And if you do something repeatedly, let's say, for instance, you're learning English, certain connections become more active. The more you do it, the more neurons connect to make the road bigger. And it's like a road, you know, when the traffic increases, you make the road wider. But if you stop doing certain things, the neurons detach as the pathway is not needed anymore. Now, what happens when you have positive thoughts? When you say, for instance, I like myself, you will connect new neurons. And over time, as the road gets larger, it will be easier to have these kind of thoughts. And since you stopped engaging in negative thoughts, for instance, I am ugly or I am not capable it will become less natural to think that. This rewiring is what the scientists call neuroplasticity. And the nature of our thoughts also has an impact on our health. 
Have you noticed a stomach ache, for instance, when you feel bad about yourself or when you're afraid? That's exactly what happens. You can rewire your brain. And that's the reason God called Joshua to meditate God's word. When we meditate on good things, we will have good thoughts and we will feel good. And finally, our health will be better. Let's have these thoughts like God is great. God is in control. God will provide. God will make a way. God will heal me. God will open a door. I am beautiful. I am wonderful because God made me. And by doing that, we rewire our brain. How amazing is that? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is what Paul concluded. And the amazing thing is that Paul wrote this about 2,000 years ago, that you could renew your mind. And now science, modern-day science, confirms that our thoughts rewire our brain and eventually transform us. Amazing. Science also found that we are made for good thoughts. So only the vision you have of yourself can limit you. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. And whatever choice you make, makes you choose wisely. This is what Roy Bennett said. So let's get very practical now. Since you can change the brain, change it. It's as simple as that. You can control your mind. And it's not the brain that controls you. And the Bible says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. You have the freedom to choose your thoughts. Watch your thoughts because they control your destiny. And someone said, The only limits that exist are the ones in your mind. So never underestimate how brilliant you are. We must never underestimate how brilliant we are, folks. We are amazing. Why? Because we are made in God's image. Only the vision we have of ourselves can limit us. And you can limit yourself, your future, your success, and your finances by having negative and limiting thoughts. So think big. Think bigger. There is always more. You can choose to believe you can do anything in Christ. Now, here's the question. How can you change your thoughts? Well, meditate on God's word. And I encourage you to follow Paul's advice. He said, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things. True, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Philippians 4.8 And two artists illustrate the importance of directing our thoughts and the difference that follows when we make a choice. The work of Vincent van Gogh, an undeniable genius, reflects his tormented soul of a man whose dark imagination weighed more than his hope. Extreme beauty and overwhelming grief characterize his story. On the other hand, there is Claude Monet, a French impressionist, 
learned to see reality in a very different way. His inner voice was deeply rooted in the wonder and beauty of nature. The beauty fascinated Monet. He saw beauty everywhere. While Van Gogh's story was a journey of inner turmoil, Monet became a translator of beauty. So it's up to you to choose which thoughts you want to entertain and how you want to change your brain. You can change your mind. So change it for the better. And Joshua took God's command to heart. Throughout his life, he meditated the word of God day and night because he knew that the victory over his fearful thoughts and limiting beliefs was paramount. When he summoned Israel's leaders after the defeating enemies towards the end of his life, so he would surround the Israelites, he said to them, And you have seen all that the Lord, your God, has done to all these nations for your sake. For it is the Lord, your God, who has fought for you. One man of you puts to flight a thousand, since it's the Lord, your God, who fights for you, just as he promised you. You know, what a change of perspective. Joshua used to be afraid. And now, towards the end of the life, he realized that God was with him. He was confident again. And he made it a habit to fix his eyes on God because watching over his thoughts had become a habit for him. And I want to quote Frank Outlaw who said, Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words because they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. And watch your habits they become character. Watch your character for it becomes your destiny. What truth are you meditating on? What thoughts are you having? The right thoughts will make you successful too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. When we respond to God's calling, we find true joy and meaning. We have amazing resources waiting for you on our website, mymeaninginlife.com. If you've enjoyed today's session, please share it with your friends on your socials and help us review it on the platform you found us on. See you next time.